The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle's got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for the Swain event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop him. It's time for the Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a red flag. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the Iris Network's hotline. Hope you are having a great morning. It is five minutes past the top of the hour. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, live here from the Low T Center Studio. Hour number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Two days away. Two days away from Thanksgiving. The best holiday. It's the best holiday. Thanksgiving along with Christmas. Again, our telephone number is 865-255-03. You can give us a shout on the Irish Network's hotline. You can correspond with us during the show. Hitting up the text box or hey, just tweeting us directly. Ben, man, what is up? Good morning. Good morning. How goes you? I'm good, man. I'm ready to rock and roll, man. We got we got today. We're going to take tomorrow. We're going to take Thanksgiving. We're going to come back here on a Friday and rock the mic before Tennessee puts up some crazy numbers against Vanderbilt. That's what I'm expecting, Ben. It it should go that way. I think it's pretty wild that Tennessee is a bigger favorite against Vanderbilt than it was against South Alabama. I also think it's odd, though, because Vanderbilt is better than South Alabama. So I'm, I'm actually very intrigued that Tennessee is more of a favorite against the Commodores than the Jaguars and there, there, there's a couple of things that I'm interested in seeing this this weekend What's that? Be- between the two teams. Uh, the the main thing, and really the the only thing, is is Mike Mike uh, Wright's ability to 
scramble around the the Vanderbilt oh, quarterback, yeah. oh, and yeah. oh, quite frankly, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. Quite frankly, that's a concern. Not in the sense of, <laughs> not in the sense of Vanderbilt winning the football game. Like like nothing concerns me in that regard. Ten- Tennessee, barring absolute disaster, is is going to win this football game. So, hopefully, y'all y'all understand what I I mean when I say that it concerns me. Like I don't I don't want to sit sit up in the press box on Saturday and watch Mike Wright run around for three hours and make Tennessee's defense look look silly. And I, I don't think they're gonna hang a bunch of points on Tennessee, but I'll be curious to see if uh, Tennessee can take a step forward this weekend in terms of defending the quarterback, because that that guy can run, and he made some plays down in Oxford this past week, and I, I do think Ole Miss was looking ahead to Mississippi State and the Egg Bowl, but he he's kind of improved each time out mm-hmm. and made some plays on, on Saturday against Ole Miss. I'll be curious to see how Tennessee's defense defends him. That That's pretty much the the only thing that I am interested in seeing this weekend when it comes to the Vanderbilt. I mean, they have a nice little running back. Rocco Griffin runs hard. Hey, Rocco! He's like a bowling ball. But I'd be curious to see Mike Wright versus that Tennessee defense that has struggled to contain running quarterbacks this season. Yeah, that's 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 about it. That's about it. Mike Wright, in uh, the last few weeks, he has been able to – Find some yards on the ground. Now, his best game being on the ground was against Missouri. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying, not to, I'm, trying not to, I'm trying not to laugh. I'm trying to be serious here. But it's hard to when you look at the game log, the team that they were playing, and then seeing this red L all down the schedule. L, 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 L. Anyways, against Missouri at 14, attempts for 152 yards. He broke a long run of 70 yards. He is capable of beating you with his legs. Against Ole Miss, he had 61 yards. Those were his two best rushing uh, performances of the year, but... This team is terrible. The only difference between them and South Alabama, that might be a slight little bit better. They just dislike you, and you don't have to pay them. Technically, you are paying them because you're letting them be in the SEC, and they're getting paid. But there's not a direct check coming from Tennessee to Vanderbilt. That's the only difference. But this team is bad. This team is bad. Mm -hmm. And I want no mercy. You put up 60 points against South, South Alabama, you're more than capable. You're putting up 40, 50 against South Carolina, Missouri, you're more than capable. Vanderbilt is nowhere close to those teams. It'll be disappointing if Tennessee doesn't reach the 40, 50-point mark. If we don't put up 50, I'm going to feel like it's a loss. I'd say that number is 40 for me. 40? Yeah. 40 in a, in a football game is a lot of points. I mean, Tennessee is I – mean, we get – 20, 30, the first quarter. That's that's nothing. Emotions of senior day. Probably get off oh to a slow gosh. start. Oh, my gosh. I can't stand senior day. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll raise it. How about uh, 45, 48 points? Senior day, man. It's, it's okay. You got to do it, but it's hard to do it and play the football game the same way you would play any other football game. Right. Because – what do you hear from coaches and players when you talk to them about like any situation during the season? They want to make it seem like that every game is the same, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this game is a must-win game, or or, or you're playing your hometown, or or uh, this coach's coaches for us, his his though his his coaching career. Every time a question like that is answered, excuse me, asked, the player, the coach always downplays it. It's like, hey, it's just a regular game. It's just a regular game. But why can't senior day just be a regular game? It's not. It's not. There's no possible way of making senior day a regular game without abandoning and abandoning and, 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 and forgetting about your seniors. You want to show your seniors love. You want to show them respect. You want to show them appreciation. 
there's not a way to, to do that without making the game different. It's a different game. No matter how much you want to deny it, it is a different game. Very different. And I don't like it. Someone that's been part of it. I don't like how it's different. I do, I do appreciate the moment. Getting to run through the tee by, your, by, your, by yourself. I mean, I have a photo in, in this office of me running through the tee by myself. Eyes all watery. You know, allergies, man. Ugh. Somebody didn't. Somebody didn't sweep and dust in the locker room. <laughs> but anyways, isn't that y'all's job? Huh? Who? Whose job? The dust and sweep? I'm not a custodian. Didn't Didn't Cutcliffe get on to y'all about keeping the the locker room clean? Yeah, it's about picking up draws and socks and stuff. We ain't talking about dusting and sweeping. That's 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 not our area right there. But like. For a a whole quarter, you over here trying to, like, put these emotions to the side to play a football game. So, yeah, you're right, Ben. But I don't care. I want 50. (laughs) I want 50. I think they'll get to 50, but I won't won't be upset if they finish with 45, 48. I mean, heck, Ole Miss scored 37 last week. There's only one team that's. Scored over 50 against Vanderbilt, though. That was Georgia. 50 is a lot of points, man. Uh, Regardless of who you are playing, 50 is a lot of points. How many Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt crap games did we watch? And when I say crap games, I mean against crappy opponents. And they did not get to 50. All right, Ben. I'll take something in the 40s. (laughs) But if they score more than two, if Vanderbilt scores more than two touchdowns, I want 50. That's fair. But if Vanderbilt scores one touchdown, I'll take 40. Like, I – like Kentucky. Oh, I want 70. I, th- I think Tennessee and Josh Heupel should keep the foot on the gas for all four quarters. Let Hendon be in the game in the fourth quarter, chunking it deep to Cedric Tillman and Javante Payton and Valus Jones. Hang 70 on them. Did you, did you at any moment last game – Think about, man, Hyper Show is keeping a foot on the gas right here. There at the end, I mean, he was still he was still getting to the line of scrimmage really, really quickly. We threw the ball a couple times. I mean, it, it, it don't matter to me. I'm not one that complains about keeping the foot on the gas. I actually like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't teach your players to go one speed and do things a certain way and then tell them not to. I think it's, I think it's you know. I think you contradicted yourself. Yeah, I liked it in, in that instance because it was it was the backups and guys like Joe Milton. And I don't care if it's garbage time against South Alabama. Like Joe Joe Milton needs reps as if it's a a tie game or you're down one score or or you're up one score. He he needs reps as if it's a a close game. So I I like it in that sense. And I mean Hendon, I mean he played what three and a half or. A, Two and a half quarters. I mean, he didn't make it through the third quarter. So, that that was a little bit different that I liked. I, th- I think you can keep your foot on the gas too much when you keep your starters in too long. And I don't I don't really feel like Tennessee did that with its its key, key starters. Maybe a couple. I kind of remember Cedric Tillman being out there towards towards the end. Oh, I love it. Get your, get your, get your, get your points. Get your stats. The last time Vanderbilt won a game was almost two months ago. Against Connecticut, right? Against Connecticut. The last time. October the 2nd. Month and a half. October the 2nd was the last time this football program had won a game. They're so bad. Before then, it was on your birthday, Ben, September the 11th, at Colorado State. They've only won one game. One game. In this part of the country, in the southeast. They needed a field goal to win each game, correct? (laughs) 
They won against Colorado State by three points. That was a game-winning field goal. I remember that one. Against UConn, they won by two. Another game-winner. And they lost to ETSU to not make the FCS playoffs. Listen, 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 Ben. They didn't just lose to ETSU. They got the doors beat off of them. They didn't score a touchdown against ETSU. It was 23-3. to three. Hey, let's remind ourselves. Why is Vandy, Vandy in the SEC again? Because we need, we need a refresher. I need to remind myself. Academics. Okay, okay. Just, I, just, I, need, that, I need that reminder. Ac- academics. What, what would we think of Vandy if they weren't in the SEC and Tennessee was playing this game? I mean, we, we would look at them as if Tennessee was playing Bowling Green or – we would treat we would treat them like South Tennessee. Alabama. Yeah, we would treat them like like Memphis or I don't even think we treat them like Memphis. I mean, they'll be a non conference team with with one or two good programs outside of football. I I think that they would struggle to go five hundred in the Sun Belt and the MAC, and and those are the the two conferences that South Alabama and. Bowling Green are in. I feel, I feel. I feel like. I feel like we're being too mean, man. It, it's holiday season. I, I, feel, I, I feel like we're being too mean. We need to be nicer. Vanderbilt's not even the toughest Tennessee team that Tennessee will face on its schedule this season. Tennessee Tech might beat Vanderbilt. I'm just kidding. They they wouldn't beat Vanderbilt at this point in the year, but they may have at the beginning of the year. But I I like that Hooker played for for three full quarters. Swain against South Alabama. You know why? Because I don't care if it's North Alabama, West Alabama, Troy, UAB, or even South Alabama or the University of Alabama. I still don't give a dad gum about the whole state of Alabama. You ain't said nothing but a word. You ain't said nothing but a word. 865-255-03. Shout out to my uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. If you help me make money, you are my team. You're so easy. Thank you. I'm proud of it. If you help me put money in my pocket, you my team. Life isn't all about money, Swain. Okay. What did you put in your gas tank to get over here? You put free water in there? Or did you put gas that you have to pay for? I put gas in there. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers, y'all let me down for the in the first quarter. Mike Evans dropping a simple screen pass, interception, had me worried about Tampa Bay Buccaneers covering that 11 and a half points, but they did it. No, they didn't do it. We did it. We did it. Tampa Bay and Jason Swain. We did it last night. Yes. Yes. Imagine claiming Tom Brady as your quarterback or Antonio Brown as your receiver. Tom Brady's cool. Okay. And he's still Peyton's rival. Whether he's become a, a likable person, he's still Peyton's rival. They're friends. They're still rivals. Okay, well, he's better. Sit down and shut up. We're not backing Tom Brady. Well, are you going to go get you a, a drunk Tom Brady shirt? Now, like uh, like Brad did. Oh, like dude, they're buddies. I don't care. They're rivals. Tom Brady was on his show. They'll always be rivals. Whatever. I like Tom Brady. He's cool. His show or the Manning show? I like. I haven't seen Tom Brady show yet, but I bet it's I bet it's awesome. Just like the Manning show, aka Peyton show. Stop instigating. You know that's Peyton show. Eli's been doing a good job too, man. Oh, he has, but Eli's Peyton doesn't let him talk. Eli, Eli might be the star of the show, for real. Like, oh, I look, I agree. I like Eli on that. I'm just saying Peyton doesn't let him talk. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thank you. No, the real reason you need to be thanking the Buccaneers is because they beat down Jeremy Pruitt and Derek Dooley. Take that, Pruitt. Oh, oh, yeah, you little sorry behind defense. Hey, hey. Looking like Swiss cheese. Hey, 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 Ben. Don't talk about Tennessee's former coaches, man. Move on. 865-255-03. We'll take our first break of the day. Swain event. Fueled by that in barbecue. 
you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Networks hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Networks high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at swainevent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the big orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, 
and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year to keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. Around the SEC. Where's that Florida plane going today? Gator fans tracking those planes, huh? Good thing we don't have to do that this year. Time for around the SEC, Ben. What you got for us today? Needs to be headed to Norman, Oklahoma. That would be the first person I would go after. If I was in charge at Florida, I'd go try to get Lincoln Riley, make him say no. Uh, we've got a couple of interesting things to talk about this morning. Really one interesting thing. Uh, but yesterday, as the show, the Swain event, your favorite show's favorite show, as it was ending, former five-star corner and LSU corner, Elias Ricks is entering, or did enter his name, into the transfer portal. A source told Sam Spiegelman of Rivals, the freshman All-American, was injured and sidelined for the season in October he accounted for 11 tackles, two pass breakups, and an interception this season. This obviously being his his sophomore season last year is when he was a freshman All-American. So that is a name that is going to be well-coveted throughout college football. And as you and I were talking about after the show yesterday, Swain, he would start at every SEC school from day one. Day one. 100%. What else you got? I uh, want to take a look at the SEC Players of the Week as we do every Tuesday. Bryce Young was named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week. The SEC press release says that he turned in a performance unlike any in school history. Uh, he broke a school record for passing yards in the game with 559 yards surpassing Scott Hunter's 52-year-old record. Uh, he tied his career high with five touchdown passes while also running for a two-point conversion, was 31 of 40 without an interception, and had a passer rating of 236.1, had 13 passing plays of 20 yards or more, including touchdowns of 20, 79, 32, and 40 and was 5 of 6 on third down for 100 yards at a touchdown, converted 22 first downs for the game with 20 through the air and two rushing. Just an incredible performance, Wayne. And I thought what was interesting is that in the prior time window, the, the noon slot, you had C.J. Stroud balling out against Michigan State and looking like he was going to go out there and, and win the Heisman that day. And then here comes Bryce Young 
with a even better performance against a better defense. And when he needed all of those points because the Alabama defense was having a lackluster day. Yep. It's going to be a two-man two race right now between uh, Young and Strout. And Strout may have a bigger platform because Ohio State, Michigan, both with one loss, and they're playing for a legitimate shot at the college football playoff. So Arkansas um, made it close last last week, but fell. Auburn, a couple weeks ago, we felt like that, or at least I felt like this game could really mean something because Auburn was a team that still controlled their own destiny in the West. Mm-hmm. But since then, man, they have they have lost to Mississippi State. They've lost both Knicks. Now they have lost to South Carolina, um, Texas A&M. They're just, they're, just, they're just not the same team. So there's not a lot of luster on the Iron Bowl like it is with Michigan and Ohio State. It's still the Iron Bowl now. There's, there's still going to be fans fighting and, Hopefully, no one loses their life this year. You know, that's Iron Bowl related. We just hope not. Goodness gracious. Off the top of my head, it's the fourth most interesting game this weekend. Ohio State, Michigan, number one. The Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving, number two. Egg Bowl is going to be better than any F- any NFL game on Thursday. I mean, the, the Egg Bowl is going to be absolutely Tremendous. Mike Leach versus Lane Kiffin. And the the, the two fan bases define hate for one another. Where where do you put that in the pecking order? Of of rivalry week this week. This week it's second for me. Second. Behind Michigan, Ohio State. Uh, I, I think Ohio State will beat Michigan, but I think that this is Harbaugh's best chance at beating Ohio State while being at Michigan. I agree. Uh, and then I would even – I think Clemson, South Carolina's third. If Shane Beamer could pull off this upset, I don't think that he will. But if he could pull it off, then I, – I said it yesterday. I, he'll have a complete believer in me because at, at this point he's taking advantage of of a Florida fan that completely flipped the switch and an Auburn team that was without Bo Nix – and still giving credit to Shane Beamer, but I, I do think it's a little a little fluky in my opinion. So one game will make you a believer. Uh, beating Clemson is is legit in my opinion. This Clemson team has gotten better. They're they're not the typical Clemson teams, and I know it feels like Clemson is trash this year. That's not the case. They're just a, a good solid football team. Yeah, I mean they they were terrible at the beginning of the season offensively, and you know they started to get better and this is what you do when you practice every day and you learn from your mistakes you improve and so that's what we saw from Clemson uh, against Wake Forest they put it all together I think if Shane Beamer and South Carolina is able to beat Clemson I'm not going to be a believer in Shane Beamer just from one game because I know what I saw (laughs) I know what I saw with my own two eyes Um, it will be his signature win it will be his first major win of the season Mm -hmm. I'm sorry the Florida game Yes, it was good, but those players started to quit. Everyone is beating Florida, except for us. Everyone beat them. But we understand how Florida gets down. They are front runners, and they were feeling good about themselves and had every reason to feel good at the beginning of the season. They just came off competing against Alabama, had a chance to beat Alabama. Uh, and so we caught them at a time where they were running in the front. Mm-hmm. And when things go bad, it goes bad. And other teams were able to take advantage of that. So we understand if, if, if we play Florida today, what would happen? Who would win? It would probably be Tennessee. Um, but I look at Shane Beamer winning against Florida in that in that game. That's not that doesn't tell me anything. Um, no, you know him beating Auburn that doesn't tell me anything. But if you beat Clemson, that's that's your that's your first big win. But I'm not. Gonna be a believer after one win, though. I need him for him. I need for him to do it a little bit more consistently. And I know what I saw when he came up in here. 
You look clueless. Yes, yes. And when I say that I will begin to believe in him, I don't mean that I think he's going to all of a sudden build a national power and go win a national championship and and multiple SEC championships at at South Carolina. I just just think that my point is that beating Clemson is a more legitimate sign of him being successful at South Carolina than taking advantage of Florida and Auburn. That's that's the point that I'm – Making to round out the SEC who, players. Oh, wait a minute. Who, who, who else you got? Is your um, your top your top rivalry games? So that was third. I would consider Louisville, Kentucky, better than this year's Iron Bowl. Now, I, I I can understand the argument of the Iron Bowl just simply being the Iron Bowl makes it better than than Louisville, Kentucky. But Louisville, Kentucky have have the same amount of hate as the Egg Bowl. They do not like each other, and Louisville's kind of turned it on here uh, of late. They they've got an interesting quarterback in, in Cunningham who I I think can make some 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 really nice plays with his legs and is going to give Kentucky a a hard time and I I think if Kentucky loses this game and and drops to eight and four I think their fans are going to be pretty upset with Stoops this off season oh they will be. because they they felt and rightfully so because Kentucky probably should have gone ten and two and if they lose this game they're going to go eight and four and not go to the bowl game that many expected them to go to. So I, I find this matchup between Louisville and Kentucky very fascinating for those reasons. Okay. Am I missing any of them? No, I mean, I, I, you I put like Tennessee Vandy up there? Nah. Arkansas-Missouri is very interesting. Nah. Arkansas-Missouri is very interesting. Ar- Ar- I, I think so because I think uh, I, I feel the same way about Eli Drinkwitz that I do Shane Beamer. I, I I think that he's kind of taking advantage of some some situations as as well, taking advantage of a a, a porous Florida team. Uh, I, I think beating a, a good Arkansas team would would go a, a long ways to validating himself a little more than than he already has. That that one would stick out to me more than than some other wins that that he's picked up. And, and I I think what I just talked about with Kentucky also applies to to Arkansas. Arkansas has had a, a really nice season, and uh, I think this would be win number eight, win number nine for them. I think eight. It, it'd be win number eight for them, I, I believe. Yeah. Nah, um, man, I ain't putting no Missouri and Arkansas in the top. Robbery. I'm not. I'm not saying it's better. I'm not saying it's better than the ones I mentioned. I'm just saying it's an interesting game that I'm. I'm excited to watch because I. I, I think that there's some uh, dislike there between Barry Odom and Missouri, and I. I, I think that that's slowly becoming a, a nice little rivalry. It's a, a Friday afternoon game. I guess I'll be at the basketball game when Tennessee plays Tennessee Tech, so I won't really get to watch it. But Arkansas seven and four, and again, like I, I think what I was talking about with Kentucky applies to Arkansas here. They go seven and five with a loss to Missouri to end the season, and their their season may feel a, a a little less successful than eight and four, and all the progress that they've made this season. So that's why that one's interesting to me. I'm gonna throw in two. I'm gonna throw in Bedlam. Yes, 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 Oklahoma yes. State, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State with one loss and so have a chance to kick Oklahoma right in the teeth and send them home packing. I mean, they're already going to be home packing anyways with one loss, and they haven't played that great. But they have a chance to really kick them while they're down. Give me Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Bedlam. And then give me Florida and Florida State, two teams that have sucked it up this year. But, but Florida State can catch Florida while they're down the same way that Florida State caught Miami while they're down in a rivalry game and beat them. I, I think everyone's going to pick Florida State uh, in this football game, but two teams that stink, but, man, do they not like each other. And no. <laughs> that can still be that can still be a good game. All right, 865-255-03. What else you got for around the SEC? LSU A&M, another one to watch this weekend as well. Those, those two teams have started to dislike each other after the last couple of years, particularly that seven-overtime Game, uh, Henry Toto named the defensive player of the week. Oh man, good for him. Whatever. Uh, there are co-special teams players of the week. Valus Jones from Tennessee was named yeah! the yeah! co-special teams player of the week for his 96-yard kick return touchdown Ballin'. against South Alabama. 
finished with a career-best 246 all-purpose yards, including 47 yards on three punts and the 96-yard kickoff return. Yeah! Okay. Somebody know how to use them. That's right. Somebody does. He shared co-honors with Missouri's kicker, Harrison Mevis, Mevis, whatever. Uh, the defensive lineman of the week was Trajan Jeffcoat from idiot, Missouri. Uh, the <laughs> offensive lineman of the week were Caleb Warren from Ole Miss and Javon Gwynn from South Carolina. So sound like you messed it up. Another idiot moment. Uh, that's not surprising. <laughs> uh, the freshman of the week was Trey Jones, a fullback. Oh, that's easy. From Trey South Carolina. Trey Jones, that's easy. That's easy. Right there. Big old boy that's catching easy. a touchdown. And then how about this? Darius Days, SEC Basketball Player of the Week. And Ty Ty Washington, the SEC Freshman of the Week. And go back to the first, I mean, your first SEC nugget. The first one you mentioned. Elias Ricks, former five-star corner. Former freshman All-American at LSU is in the transfer portal. This is me right here. Come on. Come on. We need some, we need some corner help. Ooh. Man, the way we was getting mossed on Saturday. We need some corner help. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, he's a, he can he can start at any school in the country. Any school in the country. He's that good. This would be like a one and done in basketball for him. He can go anywhere in the country. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to like a contender. A major contender. If I'm him, I'll probably do the same. But don't be me, Eli. Don't be me. Go somewhere where they value you. Go somewhere where they're building. Who cares about trying to compete for a national championship? Uh, by the way, in terms of Santi, I heard through the Santi great what Santi. What's his last name? Oh, huh? Ago. What? Santi is his first name. Ago is his second name. You just forgot about his Santiago. So you gonna call him his first name like he prints? Santiago. You just call him one name? Yes. Santi. So he's a he's a prince of college basketball now, thanks to Fran. Yeah, hey, y'all, man, y'all something else. Well, y'all went Sherlock Holmes finding Fran. How you say his last name? <laughs> Franchilla. Franchilla. Y'all went Inspector Gadget. Sherlock Holmes. Johnny Cochran, y'all have found this man's podcast where he had on Santiago Viscovi is how it was pronounced in his podcast. Y'all have pulled up a video clip of Santiago saying his own name of Viscovi in a promotional video from Tennessee. Boy, boy, y'all something else. I should have paid y'all to do some of my papers in school. But y'all research stuff. Apparently, Tennessee heard his family pronounce it the way that you heard this weekend. And it was an effort made by Tennessee to pronounce it the way that that they had heard that was different than their pronunciation in the basketball media guide. So it wasn't Santiago. Did did not decide to. He should have corrected it from day one. He sh- he should have yes. He should. But apparently he did not initiate the. If I was the a, request, if I was a daddy, I would have upside the head. Why you let the American say your name wrong like that? But here here's my question: Are Santi's parents watching the broadcast in English? I don't know, but still, if I'm if I. Santi's dad is like is is. I would have I would have made sure that folks said my son's name wrong. Right, yes. that's all I'm saying from the, yes. from the get go. Anyways, how, that's I don't how my dad was. Again. Yep, yep. I just we, we wouldn't be here where if a fan base is being called idiots 
and the fan base going nuclear and pulling up receipts on, on Fran. Poor Fran, man. I don't even feel bad for you, Fran. You burdening yourself. No, I, I, I mean, I died laughing when I heard him say "idiots." I was on laughing television. Dude, I was, I was like, "Wait, did did this dude really just say that?" It wasn't offensive at all to me. Like, I, I don't care that he said it. Quite frankly, I just, I just think it's hilarious <laughs> that dude is getting bombed on Twitter and thinks that calling them idiots is going to stop it. Remember that, uh, that Nick. No, it's not Nick Young. It is Nick Young. Nick Young, uh, Jif, Gif, however you want to pronounce it, where he shoots the three, and before it goes in, he puts his arm out, and he's celebrating mm-hmm. only for the ball to rim out. I feel like Fran tried to do that to Tennessee fans. He tried to, like, flex on Tennessee fans calling us idiots for doing something that he did. Bro, you did it too. You just found out how to say his name right. So instead of calling Tennessee fans idiots, just say, hey, I made the same mistake as you. And when I talked to the player, this is what the player told me. Don't act like everyone knew. That's what's so funny about the whole situation. That's why, like, I'm, I don't feel bad for Fran. Because, listen, we get out of pocket sometimes. Yes, I'm a part of the fan base. Yes, I'm a part of all Twitter. I'm a Vol, and I'm on Twitter. But some of that stuff, you know, y'all could be going overboard. And it's embarrassing. Just like y'all were actually going overboard on on Saturday and Sunday. Like, the broadcast said multiple times on Saturday and Sunday during both games, hey, Tennessee came to us and said that this is how you pronounce his name and that it has been requested that this is how it, it now be pronounced. They led off the Villanova game talking about this. It was one of the first things they talked about before they even talked about basketball. And and, and some of y'all were still like, why is he saying his name wrong? What an idiot. We don't listen, man. No, no, like no, barely anybody listened. He's sitting there, both broadcasters, multiple times Saturday and Sunday, explained why they are saying Vescovy. They, because Tennessee asked them to. They said it multiple times, and and most of y'all were still at, were acting as if they're just complete idiots. Man, I was in a the car. They gave y'all the answers to the test. Yeah, I was in a car on the way back from Tennessee, um, Texas, Lady Vol game. And so we popped on the game just to be able to – my daughter wanted to watch it. I was driving, so I wanted to be able to hear it. And so, like, I heard the announcer say – Vescovy. And I was like, no, that's not right. But then when he explained that he talked to Santiago and got that pr- pronunciation, I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then not you wondered. Not one time did I think about tweeting him to tell him he was wrong or jumping, you know, jumping down his timeline. Because line. he explained it. Yeah, he, he explained why he was saying hey, man, it the way that he was saying it. And, and then where did your mind go? After he explained it, Swain, well, why did Santi never say anything? That's what, that's exactly where my mind went. I was like, yo. It's been two years. Like, I didn't, I didn't, it went from, all right, Fran, you said it wrong, to then when Fran explained it, it went immediately to, yo, Santi, why didn't you correct folks at the beginning? This is on you, man. But it's all good. Just keep shooting threes. Keep balling. Keep making them. Keep, Don't turn the ball over. Keep doing your thing, man. Staying in front of your, your your man, please. Keep doing your thing, man. Keep doing your thing. All right, who's on the phone? You forgot, did you? No. Dave Tona. Dave Tona! Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. What's up? Uh, so, first question, I've got a couple of them. So, give me a second. Hey, man, listen, 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 listen. This ain't Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is on Thursday. You, Turkey Man, y'all need to ask a couple of questions, not 63,000 of them. Just, just a couple. We, oh, it's two of us, man. We, we can't keep all y'all's questions. Question. Huh? I said, I'm glad you just took my time there because I just remembered another question. <laughs> uh, go ahead and try to ask it. Yeah, I know. I get hung up on all the time. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> go ahead, so, <laughs> So, what was the area y'all went to school in Alabama? What was the name of the town? Town? This is a city, yeah. man. 
This is a real what city happened? with What's multiple stoplights and a highway and multiple Walmarts and Targets and Sam's and Costco's. This ain't no town, Daytona. This is a city. What's, what's the name, Jason? Huntsville. No. Home of the Space and Rocket City. Didn't, didn't you live in the outskirts? Listen here, Daytona. I just told you. Huntsville. I lived in the city. Ben lived in the outskirts. Where'd you live, Ben? In the outskirts of Huntsville. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I say my prayer Thursday, I got some special requests for God this year. Why are you just praying once a week, Dayton? You should be praying every single day. Sorry, we've been praying every day for you. Yeah. So, yeah. Ben, where was it? Where was what? Oh, my God. <laughs> I was answering the phone. I don't know what you asked. The town that you that you that your your mail comes to in in in, in Alabama. What's the what's the what's the town? I don't I don't have any mail that goes to. It's called Newmarket. Newmarket, Alabama. No, technically, my parents' address is uh, is still Huntsville. All right, so it's Huntsville, just barely. But what about high school? What what address is Buckhorn? Buckhorn's high school. I believe it's Newmarket. It's Newmarket. All right, I just I was in Alabama driving through, taking Corey to. Tallahassee, and the name came up, and I thought it was the one that y'all were talking oh, about. Oh, no. We ain't nowhere close to okay. Tallahassee. Yeah, we're we at the other end of the state, Daytona. Yeah, we're at the top. Okay. So, who do you think are the most uh, – well, let me go this way first. What East Tennessee high school football teams are in the, in the playoff contention, and then which coaches do you think are the, the – uh, top-line coaches that our schools in the SEC should go after? And do you think that somebody should go after Dabo Sweeney? Did you say our schools in the SEC? The SEC schools that have openings. Thank you. That's oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, I stopped doing high school football a couple weeks ago, so I haven't really paid much attention to high school football in the playoffs since, since I stopped doing it, honestly. Um, the big one this Friday is West Powell. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'll be a fun game. West, unfortunately, knocked out Jennifer Morris's Central Bobcats on, on Friday. So they will now play Pal Pal beat somebody that I had never heard of. Uh, and then Maryville and Alcoa still in it. I think that's it. Water is wet. Yes. And what's, uh, the, the, the coaches, coaches in the SEC? I think Florida should go after Lincoln Riley. I think LSU should go get Dave Aranda or Billy Napier. That's my opinion. I think, I think he asked, like, the schools that have openings will go after other coaches inside of the SEC, which, no. I, I, I think if you are a school with the opening inside of the SEC, you go outside of the SEC. Don't even think about Stoops. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. If, if I'm LSU, I don't even think about Stoops. If I'm Florida, I don't even think about Stoops. No. Unless several people tell you no. Several. You, you'd have to get 10, 15 no's before I went to Stoops. Yeah, like you need you need to wait till I give you a no before you go talk to Stoops. I don't know about all that. I tell you, I tell you no, then you go talk to Stoops. Come on, man. Stoops at Florida. Stoops at LSU. Mm-mm. Stoops is a good head coach. Okay, he's this, but that job needs better than just a good head coach. His two best teams. Here's my question. He still lost to Sorry Tennessee. He's at Kentucky. Uh, his in-game coaches. In-game coaching was atrocious against Tennessee. This last year, yes. <laughs> this last year, yes. Uh, in 2018, that offense he still ain't that, brought in a quarterback. Work for Dan. Ran it down people's throat. Failed him. He been in Kentucky what nine years? He still ain't brought in a quarterback. What for what quarterback you know wants to go to Kentucky? Tim Couch. Shut up. Andre Woodson. Shut up. Both guys drafted in the NFL. You're supposed to be so good. Find a quarterback. Which is my point. You can't last at Florida Here, without a quarterback. Do Do you think two part question for you? Do you just right. in general? Do you think Mark Stoops is a good football coach? All right, Ben Tona. <laughs> All your questions. Uh, yeah, he's a good football coach. How many good football coaches are in college football? A lot. No, there are not. A, college football has a coaching issue. Like there are not a lot of good no, coaches. You have a 
a issue with expectations of coaches. You sit here and tried to say Les Miles was 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 trash or something. No, no I came back and said that using the word bad was excessive. You have crazy expectations for coaches. I do not you, have crazy. Are, 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 have you gotten into the the food or where I, I noticed that tequila bottle is no longer sitting around here? Are, are you are you blurred this morning and confusing me with Charlie Burris? No, I, I think you are. I don't know what crazy expectations you're talking about. You and I just agreed on expectations and what we thought of, of, old, of, of old corny Shane Beamer. There's a lot of good coaches in college football. No, there's not. Why are coaches getting fired every three, four years because in? Because their expectations are outrageous because of those schools. Because Nick Saban. Nick Saban that has, is part of it, yes. Has, has ruined coaches, you know, their, 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 their window because everyone wants to – to win, and everyone thinks they can go out there and find the next Nick Saban, but you can't. There's only one, but they're still good coaches. Look, I don't. I don't think Mark Stoops would win at a championship level at Florida, but he's not a bad coach, and he would not that's fail not, at not, Florida. I never say he was bad. I say he's good, and good is not enough for the Florida job. If I am Florida, good is not good enough. Then who who would you go get? You already said it. When you said your first two phone calls, did you mention Stoops? No. You said Lincoln Riley. That's who I would go after. I would go after um, Bill O'Brien if I'm Florida. I would talk to him. I would definitely talk to Bill Napier. I'm a big Bill Napier fan. I like him a lot. When Stoops ultimately gets a bigger job at a place with more resources and wins at that job, you're buying me lunch at dead end. Okay, we'll see. And I, and I don't mean national championship, by the way. He ain't. He can't even find a quarterback in nine years. I agree. He's but I'm solid. also willing to give him the benefit of the doubt because it's Kentucky. He's solid. You mentioned two quarterbacks in their 150-year history. Good. He's a good coach. That's as far as I'm going to go. Well, that, that's my only opinion. He's so that's all. Needs. He's not good enough to be at Florida. But I guess, I guess where we separate, we agree on stoops. I guess where we separate is is our opinion of how many good coaches are across college football. I agree with you on the whole expectations being out of whack in the sport right now. You you, you have one down season and you're gone. Yeah. One down season and you're gone. There there's no leash or leeway anymore in 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 college football. It, it does not exist anymore. Uh, I do think that is part of the problem. But I also do think that there is a coaching issue. Like, I, I don't think that there's a lot of good coaches in college football. Okay. Let's go back to the phones. We've got uh, Josh in Virginia. Josh in Virginia. Good morning, sir. Good morning, guys. What's up? Oh, same old stuff, man. I appreciate Again, appreciate you meeting with us the other day. I didn't know that was Big Shot Rob back there, man. I, I, I was shaking his hand, too. That's right, man. That's right, man. Uh Big Shot had a weekend. Got here on a Friday and didn't leave until Monday. He was he was really soaking it in, man. Yeah, I saw on Twitter with him, and I didn't even see Dr. Wall around. I missed out. Missed everybody. Yeah, he walked. He walked up right after you walked away. Okay. Yeah, he had his two kids with him. His two beautiful kids, his son and his daughter. He walked up right as you was walking away with your handsome son. You had my son speechless, man. He didn't know what to say. He's usually talking a mile a minute. I know. He he looked like he was starstruck. I was like, "What's wrong with you, kid? Let's, come on, man. I'm, I'm nobody." Just, once he gets to know somebody, you you can't get him to shut up. But he's he's he is kind of shy when he first meets somebody. But the uh, and then we were in a the game. They I can't remember which game it was. They showed the video where you you were on the you touched uh, you scored the touchdown. I said, "Hey, you just met him." He's like, "Oh, wow." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, he was, he was, he was, he, he enjoyed it. It's kind of like you though. We didn't make it through the whole game. We did make it to the end of the third quarter, but that was about it. That's pretty good. So yeah, he he was sitting there bragging about how he wasn't going to get cold. But yeah, uh, I noticed some shivering about the second quarter. He's like, yeah, it's about time to go. <laughs> so he he didn't want to admit it, man. He wanted to be tough. No, he tried to be tough. But, yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you feel that shivering, that shaking, uh, you can't hide that. That's right. That's right. But, uh, man, I, I surely wish they would have kept uh, Mullen one more year. But, so when they come into the, the Knoxville next year, we could have whipped that butt. But, oh, well. Hopefully, whoever 
whatever they get won't be as uh, we'll have a rebuilding time to where we can still take care of business next year. Yeah, that's the only thing that's, that, that makes me sad about Dan Mullen getting fired is it's another coach getting fired before we're able to, to get payback and, and beat them. Um, we didn't beat Will Muschamp until he was at South Carolina. Yeah. I wanted to beat him when he was at Florida. It just it wasn't the same. It just wasn't the That's same. That's right. Well, guys, hope you all have a good week. Have a good Thanksgiving, and uh, appreciate you guys as always, and you all have a good one. My man. My man, Josh. It's good to see you and your wife. The coolest thing was when that uh, Florida game flashback came on, like I was there with my kids, and my kids watched that. They saw you. They, they saw me. That was that was a cool part. They didn't think that they saw Velas Jones. No nah, man, they saw that they saw that swing on the back of the jersey. They already knew what was up. Like the my, the face that my oldest one made was like pretty cool. Like that was cool. That was cool. Like I wish I could have like video them watching the video. But too much stuff going on. But it was really, it was a really cool. Moment. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three hour two coming up.